What's going on, Wiz Nation? What's going on, Mystics Nation? And once again, it's another episode of DC Hoopla. I'm your main man, K. Jose. And I'm just going to get right to it. But before I even get started, because I'm going to talk about the Wizards losing to the Cavs and, of course, all the conversations that's been going on the past 48 hours. But before I do that, definitely want to thank everybody for subscribing to DC Hoopla. On YouTube, follow me on IG, Twitter. Also, like, share, and subscribe to State of the Wizards. Follow my main man, Decan, at WizTakes or under Wizards Mafia on IG, Twitter. Subscribe to his uh, Spotify because he's on Spotify. DC Hoopla is also on Spotify. So if you're not following me on YouTube, you can also follow see me on Spotify. So the Wiz lose to the Cavs. I do know that we're playing the Raptors tonight, but we lost to the Cavaliers on Friday, 116 to 109. We actually were losing by as many as 30 points in that game. Not a good performance for the home team. This was a team loss. Once again, as a team, you know, we did not Pay attention to detail. The starting lineup has been started off slow and has been part of the reason why we've been losing these ball games. Even when we win the ball games, they're part of the reason why we get down early and then it takes a late game heroic for us to win these games. We only won, well, actually, correction, we won no quarter against the Cavaliers. All four quarters we lost except for the fourth quarter, which we actually had 29 points to their 17. But as a team, we shot 47%. Not, you know, I'm sorry, 46%. Not bad. Usually when you shoot that, you win. We shot 78% from the free throw line. Not bad. We had 62 points from the bench. Not bad. We had 48 points in the paint. Not bad. So how did we lose? Well, oh, one last thing that wasn't bad. Our turnovers. We only had eight. So we've been doing a very good job this month of keeping the turnovers down. But how did we lose? Well, let me tell you. The Cavaliers out-rebounded us. They had a total of 54 rebounds, and they had a total of 15 offensive rebounds. As a team, the Wizards only had 33 rebounds and three offensive rebounds. That's second chance points you gave to the Cavaliers. We shot 32% from three. We ain't, we're not hitting the three ball. I think it's no secret. But the Cavaliers shot 43%. Now, we had 62 points from the bench, but the Cavaliers only had 27 points from the bench. But the Cavaliers, at one point in time, was leading the score by as many as 36 points. So as a team, we're not doing what we're supposed to. 
So let's talk about what the starting lineup did not do. Kyle Kuzma finished out with 12 points. He shot four from 10. That's 40%. Daniel Gafford had four points, six boards. Okay, he only shot two for three. Dinwiddie, which is everybody's favorite punching bag, had five points, four assists. He only took six shot attempts. KCP shot four points, had got four points, went two for eight. Bill had 14 points, shot six for 17, and went 0 for three from downtown. KCP 0 for three from downtown. Dinwiddie, one for four. Kuzma, two for six. Now, KCP was a minus 31. Kuzma was a minus 32. Gaffer was a minus 13. Dinwiddie was a minus 18. And Bill was a minus 26. Yet and still, everybody is blaming Dinwiddie for these losses or for this lack of stagnant offense. The best player out of the game, the person who led all scores for the Wizards, was Denny Abia, a player that some people want to trade away. He was a plus 13. He had 16 points, three boards. He went three for six from downtown. Not a bad game that he had. But what I want to talk about is how Wizards verse has been jumping up and down, blaming Dinwiddie for a lot of the bad performances. So West Sunsell is challenging Spencer Dinwiddie. And what he's challenging Spencer Dinwiddie to do is to be more aggressive. West Sunsell basically was telling Spencer Dinwiddie that he needs him to be more aggressive. It's up to him to be more assertive. Now, a lot of folks who were pro Spencer Dinwiddie are asking Spencer Dinwiddie to be more aggressive. And I say, what is it that you guys actually want? So after the game, when we lost, I'm going to play you what Spencer Dinwiddie said as far as his reasoning behind it. I'm going to let you hear from the man himself. You guys know how I feel about about my game, I mean, it's just, it's just simply a volume of possessions type of vibe. You know, I'm not a high turnover guy. And you put me to pick and roll, like, you know, I'm shoot or pass it, figure it out. So, um, you know, I'm not, I'm not worried in, in terms of that respect. I mean, new team trying to figure out. Like I said, we got a lot of guys trying to, trying to press the go button right now. So, you know, so somebody's going, I had a rock, like. So you heard Spencer Dinwiddie. You heard what he said. He said he's not a high turnover guy. He said there's a lot of guys that are trying to push the go, but, you know, somebody's not going to have the rock. We want to change it. You can change it. Wes Unsell said, hey, I need you to be more aggressive. It's up to you. Hey, that's a question you need to ask Spencer Dinwiddie. So the man is telling you somebody's not going to have a rock. He's telling you that there are some guys that wants to push the go button. I don't think it's too much of a secret who those guys are. 
One of those guys is Bradley Bill. He wants to push the go button. When he says some guys are not going to have a rock, he's talking about himself. He's not having a rock in his hands. I mean, he's averaging 10 shot attempts a game. See, the thing is, a lot of people want Spencer Dinwiddie to revert back to the 2019-2020 Spencer Dinwiddie. But he told you, he just said, some guys are not going to have a rock. When he got here, he said his job is not to be Westbrook or John Wall. That's not what you should be expecting of him. But some of you guys in the Wizards verse, that's what you want him to be. You know, you guys need to make your mind up what you want. So let's say Spencer Dinwiddie goes out and be aggressive. He just said that some guys are not going to have a rock. So who's going to be willing to sacrifice their game for Spencer Dinwiddie to be more aggressive? Somebody's got to defer. Is Bill going to sacrifice his game for Spencer Dinwiddie to go out there and maybe get 20 points a game? Is he going to be willing to do that? I don't think he is. Is Kyle Kuzma going to be willing to sacrifice his game for him to do that? Don't know. So who's going to be willing to sacrifice their game for Spencer Dinwiddie to go out there and get his buckets? One thing we know is that the team is 3-0 when Spencer Dinwiddie is playing. We're 3-0 without Bradley Beal. So when Spencer Dinwiddie is the number one option, we win those ball games. So in order for that to happen, somebody's got to defer. And I've been on record saying that Bill and Dinwiddie can't play together. This is the opportunity when they can show me that they can play together. But even still, if Dinwiddie is going out there scoring all out of control, and if, if Bill is not, I know the Wizards verse is going to be complaining. Well, Bill is not getting his shots. Spencer Dinwiddie is taking shots away from him. We've been down this path before. This is what a lot of you guys said, the reason why we had to get rid of Wall, because he was taking shots away from Bradley Bill. Then when we had Westbrook here, you guys complained about Westbrook turning the ball over at a high rate but you were satisfied with his triple doubles. Then you guys was looking at it like, okay, we're getting to Spencer Dinwiddie. Maybe we may get the 2019, 2020 Brooklyn Nets Spencer Dinwiddie. But all I've been seeing is him on a milk carton. Oh, we need to go and get Wall back. You know, can we trade him for Ben Simmons? You know, because we're not getting anything out of Spencer Dinwiddie. Um, Spencer Dinwiddie is a, is a negative on the court. He's a plus when he's not on the court. But let me even speak to that language when we're, you know, talking about, well, then it's basically Dinwiddie is really the reason why we're losing games. Let me bring something to light to you guys. When Gafford is on the court, we score 100, we score 102.3 points. When he's off, we're at 108.1. KCP, 105 when he's on the court, 106.9 when he's off. Kuzma. 103.6 on, 109.8 when he's off. Dinwiddie, 101.2, 109.9 when he's off. Bill, 105.7, 107 when, he point, when he's not on the court. So the offensive rating is better when all of the starting lineup is not on the floor. It's not just when Dinwiddie's not on the floor. It's when the whole starting lineup is not on the floor. So these losses, you cannot blame Spencer Dinwiddie for all of these losses. Because I just went down a list of play, you know, what the team did as far as scoring from each individual and the starting lineup did not do their job. 
against the Cavaliers. The starting lineup did not do their job against the Pelicans. The starting lineup did not do their job against San Antonio. So this is not just one guy. This is the whole starting lineup. And now the coach is telling the star, telling the star point guard, I need you to be more aggressive. Now, before Wes Unsell said all of this, Spencer Dinwiddie said in his presser, as you heard, I'm not a high turnover guy. There are some guys on this team that has the go, that wants to push the go button. There's some guys that's just not going to have a rock. We want to change it. We can change it. It's just that simple. Now it's going to be a change. Let's see how it works. Again, Wizards first. For you guys, you Bill Apologists, this is what you wanted. This is the point guard you wanted. Now you guys are complaining. It's like one minute you guys want cheesecake with ice cream, and then the next minute you rather prefer to have apple pie with ice cream. Make your mind up. Which, which dessert do you want? So which type of point guard do you want? Do you want the point guard that's going to let Bill shine, or do you want the point guard that's going to try to shine alongside of Bill? You 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 got to make your choice. We got to pick your poison. Which one is? So we playing the Toronto Raptors tonight. We lost to the Toronto Raptors previously, where Van Fleet went off on us. Tonight, you know, I'm not really going to make any predictions. Um, but when you look at it, we're 20th in scoring. Toronto is 22nd. We're 10th in rebounding. Toronto's 25th. I'm sorry. We're ninth in rebounding. Toronto is 24th. Correction. We're, we're 10th when it comes down to field goals made. Toronto is 25th. Now, neither team shoots that well from the three-point line, but Toronto is 19th compared to us being 27th. The Toronto Raptors can be a matchup problem for us. Van Fleet is a wizard killer. Now, I'm not too sure uh, Siakam is playing, but when we do, when he does play, he's usually a matchup problem. Like the Toronto Raptors don't really have much to play for, and they're ten and thirteen. We're fourteen and nine. You know, we're in a position when you look at the Eastern Conference. You know, we're in a position where. You know, we can't afford to go on a two to three game losing streak because it would change the dynamic of the Eastern Conference just that quick. You know, when you look at the teams that are behind us, like the Cavs, they're only three games behind from being the number one seed. We're two games behind being the number one seed. The Hornets, who are eighth, they're only three and a half. The 76ers, who is ninth, they're only four games behind. So easily. A team can go on a loser streak and another team can go on a winning streak and can change. Perfect example is the Milwaukee Bucks. At one point in time, the Milwaukee Bucks was behind us. They're now third in the East at 15 and nine. See how that changes. And teams are only going to get healthier. Teams are only going to get better because now the Celtics are in the seventh seed. At one point in time, just a day ago, they were like the 11th seed. Now they're the seventh seed. See how it changes in the Eastern Conference. Eventually, the Hawks are going to get healthy. And with these stretch of games that we got coming, where we're playing against 
the Pacers tomorrow, which Dinwiddie probably won't play. And we play the Pistons on the road on Wednesday. And then we come home to play the Jazz only for us to go out on this road trip where we got Denver, Sacramento, Phoenix, Utah, at Brooklyn, at New York. I mean, this is a brutal stretch. You play Philly at home. You play the Heat on the road on the 28th. You play the Cavs at home again on the 30th to end the year. And then on New Year's Day, you play your first meeting against the Chicago Bulls at home. Like this stretch is tough. So this stretch is going to show if we are pretenders or we are contenders. Because currently, since we went five and one, we're nine and eight. We have been pretty much playing 500 ball since that stretch. So we've come down to reality. But Wizards verse, you have to make your mind up of what type of guard you want Spencer Dinwiddie to be. Do you want him to be this attacking guard where he's trying to go out there and get his buckets? Or do you want him to be the guard who doesn't turn the ball over, who's basically trying to facilitate, be a game manager? I've always said that Spencer Dinwiddie should be more of a Chauncey Billups type where he's managing the game and then in the fourth quarter, he takes over and closes the game out because he's more than capable of doing that. But I think you guys want him to be more of a Damian Lillard because I've seen people talk about, well, let's get Damian Lillard. Let's get Kyrie Irving. You guys have been spoiled by Scott Brooks these last five years where you have a guard that's putting up crazy numbers, but more so you've been spoiled by Westbrook because Westbrook was putting up these numbers and you guys enjoyed it. Even though Westbrook was turning the ball over at a higher rate, you didn't care because he was putting up triple doubles. But what Sunset Jr. told you, offense was not our issue. It was the defense. Defense is what wins championships. We're, we can't be the Golden State Warriors where we're scoring at a high rate and we're also playing defense. We don't have the Splash Brothers on this team. You know, we don't have a KD playing for this team either. We are the Washington Wizards. We need to come to that realization. So you guys need to pick which type of team you want this team to be. I would prefer them to be a scrappy, defensive-minded team. I don't care about us scoring 120-something points every night. I want us to be able to keep teams at a low percentage. I don't, you know, we taking too many threes. I think you guys want to see this team shoot threes at a high volume. We can't hit threes. That's part of the reason why we lose ball games. We need to get back to detail. Focus on the detail. West Sunset Jr. is constantly repeating over and over again of what this team should be doing. It. And, and, and these players are not listening. So I think that he should shake the lineup a little bit. Look at what's going on up in New York. Kimball Walker. Taken out of the rotation. Brooklyn, Blake Griffin, taken out of the rotation. Maybe, maybe West Sunset Jr. need to do that too. Take somebody out of the rotation, or maybe he needs to start benching guys for a long period of time until they understand that, hey, I need to pay attention to detail, and it's not about me. So this will conclude another episode of DC Hoopla. Be on the lookout for more episodes of DC Hoopla. Follow me. Like, share, subscribe. Drop a comment down below. I will respond. 
Look out for more episodes of State of the Wizards. You guys have a good one and enjoy the game tonight.